Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Duluth, the podcast. My name is Anna Tennis, and I'm joined by my sister, Mary Tennis. Um, and we join forces with Ian Vincent, who is actually a third tennis sister, um, honorarily, to discuss which U.S. presidents were the worst and why. If we're honest, this conversation started as an all-out despondent wheedle in response to sitting President Donald Trump's overall supreme ghastliness, but ended up being a pretty engaging conversation about the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the Know-Nothings, and Christopher Walken. Always Christopher Walken. Also Parkas. It's important for me to mention that the opinions that we express in this podcast are exclusively our own. All of us have straight jobs in which we represent venerable organizations with diversity of opinions, so the opinions we express here do not represent those organizations in any way. And also, all mistakes, historical or otherwise, are also our own. That said, enjoy. Thanks for listening. So we can get cracking. Okay, let's do it. Hello! <laughs> Hello! Hello! Hi. Hi! And welcome to Duluth, the podcast. I forgot it was called that. That's it funny. is! <laughs> I know! I know it is still. It is still is. Yep. I'm Anna Tennis. I'm Mary Tennis. I'm Ian. <laughs> Tennis. <laughs> you could be. I'm Ian Vincent. You're Ian Vincent all day long. Um... And uh, this is a podcast where we talk about whatever things we want to talk about. And right now we're doing it in Duluth. We are. We're in Duluth. In a basement. We're in the belly of Duluth. <laughs> in Chester. In Lower Anna's Chester. basement. Oh, deep, deep in the navel of mm-hmm. Duluth. Yeah. We have a really uptown recording studio in which we have a lot of neat supplies, not the least of which is... Um, several jackets. Several parkas that we're using for soundproofing. <laughs> I actually can't think of anything more Duluthy than doing that. <laughs> also, the, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the, ladies and gentlemen, they, the, these two women are from Alaska. That's why they call them parkas. What? You don't call them a parka? No, they're what jackets. That's not a jacket. That's not a fucking jacket. These are jackets, and they're hung up for acoustic purposes. No. Jacket. That's chaos. That is <laughs> fucking lunacy. In Alaska, That's they like have, calling all vehicles In Alaska, autos. they have 27 words for jacket. <laughs> That's what you guys are saying right no, now. It's chaos to call snow snow. One fucking word for parka, <laughs> which is one of those. It's one of those. Those hogs. You say jacket, how many... I, how how many things are constantly You're wearing a jacket right now. Oh, this is a sweatshirt, ladies and gentlemen. It isn't. Friends, uh, <laughs> listeners. It's not a sweatshirt. Is, it's not. This welcome a, to the Duluth podcast. <laughs> That's a sweatshirt. Mary's wearing a sweatshirt. Yeah. It's clearly a sweatshirt. This podcast rocks. Has a crewneck really aperture is. from which her head yeah. appears. And you are wearing something that's, it looks like what would happen if a members only jacket and a sweatshirt had an affair. I have both. Oh. Well. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've, I've fucked both. That's it. I've had an affair with both. Oh I had my, an affair. Oh my God. <laughs> well, you heard it here first. <laughs> Welcome to the Duluth Podcast. Welcome! Welcome. Well, so we were thinking, so thematically, I mean, we could just sit here and talk about parkas all day, but... Um, and we will. We were recently discussing, of course, politics, like, at large. Oh, I hate them. 
hate them. Hate Everybody them. Everybody hates them, right? Yeah. Everybody hates them. Yeah. Don't. Um, and there's this overwhelming kind of like prevailing idea that things are at the absolute worst mm-hmm. that they could possibly be mm-hmm. in U.S. politics. Or history. And so or our the world. That's, that's legitimately what I believe. Me too. Okay. Let's gang up so, on Mary. So you can gang up on me. Because <laughs> my charge is this. It has been worse. It's been much, much worse. Mm-hmm. And you can be really general about that. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, genocide. Way worse than what's going on. Yeah, that's sucky. Mm-hmm. And that happened. Not, you know, wasn't even, you know, 200 years ago. Right. Um, but then there are specific moments in American politics that kind of equal the shittiness, mm-hmm. the shitty level uh, that we're at today. I want to start this conversation off by saying that you have just taken several words to avoid using the word Trump. And it would have been much easier to say, I'm upset Trump I, this one in history, but we can't fucking use that verb yep. anymore. And also, I totally get it where you're coming from, and I totally believe that, but also, I'm a millennial, and I have it the worst. So, there. Oh, God. Oh, Robin. <laughs> I like that you called yourself a millennial. Also, also, I'm a millennial, I'm an idiot, and I wait to talk. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we could have a long conversation about the implications of being a millennial versus a Gen Xer, and because I'm oh, Gen definitely. X, I'm firmly Gen X. Gen X sounds is a badass name. It's way yeah. of a name. Well, yeah. and it's a, I think it ex, it's exactly what it sounds like. You know, mm-hmm. there is a, this uh, element of not really wanting an identity and kind of knowing that we're not special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. and it makes it a lot easier for us to digest. And we were. We never, the difference between us and millennials, I think, if you want to, like, generalize really broadly, is, is that, that we never... you guys do. have we the never, road dog Jesse James. <laughs> we never expected <laughs> anything better. No. This is the future you know, like, that I imagined. Yes. Yes. Like, we never expected to have as good a jobs as our parents. No. We never expected financial no. security. We never expected, mm-hmm. you know, like, any kind of semblance of, you know, the white picket fence, totally. like, you know, Americana fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we always knew it was going to be like this. And uh, The idea of being a latchkey kid, of, like, coming home with a big clumsy key around your neck to an empty house to somehow, like, microwave Velveeta to make yourself sustaining food until a grown-up eventually arrived at some unforetold time in the future is a parable for the generation that we're yeah. a part of. I, one thing that has nobody's like, coming to one help. Thing that's really let me down, though. And I'm a millennial, so I can Google what par- parable means. <laughs> that's true. One thing that's really let me down is that I always thought that there would be more robots. Totally. And way more cigarettes. There's oh, quite yeah. a few robots. No, we we have robot so cigarettes, Mary. <laughs> Our cigarettes oh, are, are robots. Yeah, robot you're right. Cigarettes. You're right. Oh, oh good point. Oh, excellent. <laughs> They do make your lungs explode, which is yeah. That's, I yeah. see, I, well, okay. Are we going down this road? Because I'm pretty sure that is a conspiracy theory of Big Tobacco just trying to keep that friggin' market share. They're lies, man. Do you think so? I seriously think at least 75% of that shit is false. And I think it relates right back to the sugar industry in the 50s and 60s uh-huh. putting out that fat is giving people heart attacks really and sugar. making people obese when it was really sugar the whole time so sugar yes 
So do you, do you, all right, take a lap, take a lap. Also, <laughs> friends, and, friends and family listening, I'm also on a recumbent bike because this is the technology that we live in. Because again, millennial, multitasking here. I'm on a recumbent bike and I'm currently burning a point two three calories. So, so if you hear me mm-hmm. out of breath, that's what that is. Yeah, I think Duluth I, podcast. I feel like we made it very clear that we were in Duluth, Minnesota, and so this is actually how you stay warm in a basement in Duluth, Minnesota. Is by riding a recumbent bike. And surrounding yourself with parkas. So many parkas. <laughs> there are literally one, two, three, four parkas on the walls right now, and one suit coat for some reason, like a tuxedo jacket. Anything you can do to absorb our reverbs. Yeah. Oh. Like, it likes that there's the, fu- it's funny to think about that there's someone out there who says, oh, Donnie. Donnie Trump, he he used to be a good guy. I don't know what happened to him, but God. Donnie and oh shit. Donnie and I, you should have seen us. It was 1975. And who just goes on like that? Who knows him like that? Yeah. I think that's funny. Do you think that that this, person I, exists? Well, I think it's podcast funny. Yeah. I, I don't think, think that person is, exists, though. You don't I don't think, think so? No, I don't think I he do. knows anybody that well. Oh, God. Because he's a megalomaniac. Like, he doesn't, he only. It's all an act. He's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the Donnie I know. Yeah. That's not my dad. Look, he's Donnie's an not asshole, but he's Donnie. my asshole. You know what I mean? He's our <laughs> asshole. Yes. He is actually. He is America's asshole. He is yeah, America's he truly asshole. Is. He truly is. We're sorry. We're sorry, Scandinavian countries in particular. Because in the echelon of developed nations, not shithole countries like Norway. Yes. We owe Norway so many apologies. <laughs> yeah, oh, the only not shithole country. Yeah, for, for bringing this type of thunder. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of, this is off topic, but last night I watched that movie Midsommar. Hell yeah. Whoa. What's that about? Wait. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> it was really good. What is, this, what is this about? It's like cult. It's like a Scandinavian cult. Or like a pagan yeah. holdover. What? Yep. And it... Yeah, it's nuts. Right Anna's now. writing this down right now. I don't think that's a very Gen X thing to do. Well, yeah. what was I supposed to do? Remember it? <laughs> yeah, nice. That's a very millennial thing. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, no. Oh, Midsummer is badass. Yeah, I have to make some adjustments. I have to move the <laughs> Move the boot? The boot, yeah. Which is an actual boot in case anybody listening doesn't have any friends from Minnesota or Canada. So. Boot. <laughs> What I think I really liked about that movie, though, is that it did... Well, wait, stop. What the fuck is it about? You so said it's I'll a cult you. film. Yeah, tell so me it's, a, it's like this this group of kind of... Um, well, they're like anthropology graduate students and a tag-along kind of go, and they, they get to go to this like little isolated community in Sweden hmm. that is celebrating... You've heard of like the Midsummer. Um, festivities. Is this spelled with an O? Yes. Yeah, Midsummer. Okay. Yeah. That's why I'm pronouncing it. <laughs> not stroking you, Are you meaning to say Midsummer? Is that what you mean to say? Are you okay? toast right now? <laughs> Midsummer. <laughs> Blair, Terry Blarian. <laughs> oh, that's funny because no. we're not 60 yet. And, and anyway, they get wrapped up in it. And like wrapped up in it. Like, well, yep. Very wrapped well up in wrapped it, up. And it, it starts to go up. bad. Yeah, it goes very bad. It does, doesn't it? Yes. I wish everybody could see the, the identical <laughs> facial expressions you both are wearing, which is all the way sketchy. <laughs> Open faced wince. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It hits hard. Yeah. yeah, so, but I really like 
what I liked about it, I mean, I liked a lot of things about it, but is that they took this really benign thing. It's Ari, Ari Aster, I think. That's right. Um, they took this really, like, it, so it's all almost pretty much all in broad daylight, right? Because that's the whole deal is that they're really close to, oh, yeah. you so know, it's the just Arctic Circle. So light. it stays light pretty much all the time. Yeah. And, um, and then also the culture of Sweden, which is also known as like being kind of benign and you know peaceful and definitely you know kind of mm-hmm. IKEA yeah clogs kind of, bl- not bland but just you know, less so. I know that's Norwegian but kind, kind of a yeah. weird word but yeah. yeah and then it just went all just yeah. apeshit it's, it's super it's, it's, <laughs> it's so psychedelic in actual psychedelic way possible in that it really. Um, conveys what it feels like to be in a bad trip, and that means what? not just visuals, but like emotionally and uh, how people interact in it. It's nuts, and it really puts you in a in a pretty intense spot. But it's very affecting and awesome. Yeah, it is. Okay. So that's mid midsummer. Midsummer. <laughs> but but anyway, um, yeah, probably I, I don't think that. you should watch it because no oh, children. Really? A lot of children are harmed. No, no, Is children it, are fine. You don't think Anna would like it? I think she would be just <gasps> infinitely disturbed by it. That's yeah. possible. Maybe. But it's, I can't remember your favorite vi- movie choice. Your favorite movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Mary, Mary will tell you. She's so excited to tell you. Mary is my sister, and she is five years younger than me. Uh, I don't know if, like, if she were older than me, that would be different. She'd probably rib me more if she were older. No, it would be different. Would it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm convinced of that. Okay. I think I find it easier to rip my big brother than he feels ripping me. Mary is cleverer than I am. No, I'm so not. So it's painful to try to out like. Th- well, pretty clever. Let me. Just, That's the last nice look, thing I say about either of you. Look, this is tonight. This, okay. this is low hanging fruit. Really, what we're talking about. This is not me being clever. <laughs> Anna's favorite movie is The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> oh, what with Captain Nemo and that bitch? I seen it. It's not. It was cool. <laughs> it's not my. Dorian, let's name them. Anna, let's name them together. But it's time has passed since five years ago. Let's name off. We're gonna list off the extraordinary gentle dudes. I'll start. Dorian Gray. I can't remember their names. The Invisible Man. Okay, Nemo. The Invisible Man. Invisible Man. Lady Dracula. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I can't remember. Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Yes, that was great. That was Um, wonderful. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Skip. The guy. Powell's red. Sorry. Skip Paulson, I think, was an extraordinary guy. Werewolf. <laughs> werewolf dot werewolf man. Uh, that's it. <laughs> Those were the guys. No. My no. favorite they were is Dracula lady. They are all. <laughs> Dracula lady is the best. <laughs> I really did enjoy that movie. So good. And the other one cool. that I really like is uh, Never Ending Story. That's another oh, movie. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite you. None of these are my favorite horse. movie. What's though. your favorite movie? My favorite movie of all time is probably The Royal Tenenbaums. I mean, yeah. we're putting on the spot. That ribs. Here, but yeah, no, but I mean, in terms of movies that I return to over and over again, that's like, all. He says, Gene Hackman says in that one. <laughs> that a good movie. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Did you just say that you were on? What is he on? <laughs> oh, um. Shit. I just. 
He's rolling masculine. On, masculine. I think it was masculine. Yeah, so you're on masculine. Yes, yes, very much so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love the. Movie what did you just say? I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Merrill is a good one. Though. I do love you, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> in a way. Yes. Yeah, that's, I do love you in a way. Yeah, it's so good. So good. It's so good. Yeah. So, but I will say that I would watch the league. As I call it. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> the League, that's awesome. You mean a league of their own? No. <laughs> Extraordinary gentlemen. What are you talking about? Oh, God. Yes. No. Mm-mm. No. So, here's my question. Quick show of hands, which everyone on the podcast listeners will really appreciate. It'll yep. be a surprise for you in a second. Quick show of hands. How many people knew anything about which president historically might have been the worst president before we talked about doing this? No. No fucking hands, no. just head shakes. No. Same thing. But three out of three, no. Do yeah. we do we do we suck? Why don't we thing, know this history? I was expre- for for our friends listening at home, um, I was expressly told to not do any research yeah. for coming to this podcast. Yet I still feel grossly underprepared. Oh me too. How is that? It's okay. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. That's it's absolutely fine. fine. It, it just is. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. Me too. So I, I'm an idiot. I did preparation no. for it because mm-hmm. that's just my style. Yeah. That's my scene. I like to do. do research. Love it. And yeah. I hit the J store back in man. It was it felt so good. You know. What's that? <laughs> like J- oh, J store publication. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Google Scholar. I hit the J spot. It felt so good. <laughs> it did. It did. The J spot. I feel that way about PubMed. <laughs> What's that? It's the J store of like scientific literature, nice. medical literature. Help med. Yeah. That's it's the Cadillac really cool of man. online medical databases. It is so delicious. It's the champagne of Cadillacs of online medical databases. Do you want to and read about cellular respiration? Because I do. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> Love it. Anyway, I think there's crossover there. But anyway. So. I guess when, I mean, the criteria, there's infinite criteria to work with, right? Because mm-hmm. there were presidents, obviously, that endorsed um, and, you know, kept slaves. Yeah. Most of the first genocide ones, right? and so on. Yes. Um, who, so is, who is indigenous genocide? Jackson. That was Jackson. Okay. Also, I got to well, say, um, Lincoln was pretty complicit yes. in a lot of that shit. Especially in Minnesota and Dakota Territory. That's so sad. That's true. That's so sad because I want to like that guy. Many, many presidents. Then again, I want to, you know, like... It's almost like life's a gray area. Yes. A lot of gray area. Except for, like, that's, that's, you know, that's very killy. It's harsh. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm So, well, anyway. um, So, I just took a shot in the dark and started looking at Millard Fillmore because I don't know anything about Millard Fillmore. Other than he definitely is the coolest name. name. That's a yeah. great name <laughs> of all the presidents. No, other than Barack Obama. Barack Obama might yeah, be the coolest name, too. Yeah. yeah. Garfield. Bra- Barack Hussein Obama <laughs> just because of the lasagna name. thing. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't necessarily I'm pro-lasagna. Cool. Anti-Mondays. <laughs> John. That's basically the president we have right now. <laughs> Odie, tear down this wall. Yes. Still, still Donald Trump. <laughs> so through my research on Fillmore, I uncovered some some interesting facts. 
about. Tell um, us more. Can't wait. Okay, so this is like this history lesson I didn't know much about because it is about the emergence of the Republican Party. Mm. And so. Um, what was there before? So there What's was. What's the timeline first? Yeah. Okay. You mean like the entire timeline? No, just like his timeline. Like, <laughs> when, what, really what years long. are we talking about? So this is uh, around the middle 1800s, okay. basically. Um, so the, here's my tale. <laughs> so before there were Republicans, there were the Whigs. Whigs? Whigs. Like W-H-I-G-S. Like the, Whigs, yes. Okay. And they, like the so, Jets and the... And the Sharks. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and the Whigs were, one of the biggest things about the Whigs, especially in like 1840, was that they were very anti-slavery. 1840? Mm-hmm. In 1840? A lot of that people, recently? a lot of people were very Hold anti-slavery. On. In 1840, there were still Whigs? We hadn't yes. gotten to Democrats and Republicans yet? Yeah. That's no fucking shit. Oh, Learning. man. Okay, keep going. Um, and, uh, there are a lot of like... A lot of scholars weighing in on why folks were anti-slavery, mm-hmm. and some of the reasons were altruistic, and you know, like this is morally just plain wrong. Right. Um, and like I've met the, a person, and they are people. Like slavery definitively honks. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is, I think, what they just what they for the, like the layman. Yeah. Pretty sure that's like, a constitutional amendment. Somewhere. Okay. Uh, so, uh, um, so the country was starting to divide really over this issue, mm-hmm. um, the North and the South. But then, other parts of the country, that genocide of which we were speaking, was yes. uh, you know starting like to kind of happen mm-hmm. elsewhere. And as soon as states were were settled or drawn up, the idea would always come up like, are, is this a slave state or not? And so then the North and the South would get involved in that and were really fighting over that because, of course, the South felt like if we don't add these slave states, we're going to get outnumbered really quickly and we're going to lose ground and slavery won't be around anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, Can I ask a question real quick? Would states choose, like, independently if there would be a slave state or not? No. That was a federal decision? At that point when you're when you're kind of founding states and drawing boundaries, mm-hmm. there are all these land kind of contracts going on. And so, yeah, that would be settled in Washington, essentially. Interesting. That's how I understand it. Wow. Um, so the Whigs, so Fillmore was a Whig. Okay. And he was, you know, he was the president, and then he wasn't the president. What? what? <laughs> Explain. Fillmore's oh, a Whig. Stopped being the president. Because you know? his presidency was over. Oh, yeah. just like naturally. He, yeah. He, yeah. Naturally, yes. He aged out. Um, and uh, in the meantime, the Whig basically disappeared because um, there was a huge land grab in Kansas and Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, <laughs> Shithole states. Oh, jeez. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding, guys. Sorry, Florida, Kansas, and Nebraska. <laughs> We're just really isolating ourselves. Sorry, like Four to seven to go. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, basically, they ended up being slave states. Mm-hmm. So that whole territory was slave. Slavery. Okay, um, so Whigs were pro-slaves. No, anti-slaves. And so because that passed, the whole Whig party kind of imploded because they weren't able to accomplish what they were supposed to accomplish. So it was like a no-confidence situation. Yeah, 
Yeah, basically. They just, they just disbanded. Just disbanded. Yeah. Um, and a bunch of little crews kind of <laughs> sprung up from that. This is like the Green Party candidate. Got it. Yeah. It definitely is. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, except the Green Party was anti, anti-audio slave. <laughs> which is the Chris Cornell Rage Against Machine supergroup from the early 2000s. That's uh-huh. true. Yep, I had heard that. <laughs> Not the same. <laughs> so, so this party formed yeah. that I was that I got really interested in that Millard Fillmore ended up joining uh, called the Know Nothings. But he didn't start it. He just joined the Yeah, but he was one of the They're called the Know Nothings? The Know Nothings. That's awesome it is that's very punk rock yeah it is mm-hmm. definitely for the 1840s so or so yeah so the know nothings let's see it was uh i'm miller fillmore <laughs> and these are the know nothings let's fucking do it let's what do they go what do they go <laughs> so they are punk rock if your punk rock is kind of like the uh you know punk rock rock bar from green room <laughs> Like oh, it. like the skin, yeah. like Screwdriver. Yeah, That's of, a Nazi punk band. Scary so, also hunks. Okay, so this is confusing though, and this is what I love about this whole story is that it doesn't align uh, uh, perfectly with what's going on today, and so mm-hmm. it makes you go, okay, like it's not nasty. Just because you're a conservative doesn't mean that you're racist. And, right. Totally. You know, no, um, it's arbitrary. Yeah, there's these floats around. So, so the thing about the Know Nothings is they were totally anti-immigrant, mm. and specifically they were anti-Irish immigrant. They hated Catholics and Catholicism, and one of the reasons behind that was because there was this emerging like Republican ideal where um, you were it was like country first, you mm-hmm. know, God second, mm-hmm. which is kind of an idea that we can all, a lot of us can get behind, yes. right? Um, Seems like it's a good idea because it gets very confusing because God doesn't do a lot of like legislation. <laughs> what I almost no, he's like a lame duck. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. You're like God. Traffic speed limit. What do you think? God's God, like, what's your take on? Imagine God like, being like if God exists, just like people praying about like speed traps and stuff <laughs> like that, and being like. Oh my God! Just figure it the fuck out. I don't care. You have the commandments. Oh, my God. For the oh me, I don't care. Yeah, totally. Figure it out. Yeah. So, uh, like, can property be transferred between someone who's a living spouse and a second next of kin if they didn't name them in the will? Oh, who cares? Oh my God, like... <laughs> anyway, I created Mount Kilimanjaro. <laughs> You do this. What? You're so spoiled. (laughs) You kids are so spoiled. This planet was a mistake. They literally designed your brain. (laughs) Use it. Yeah. Yeah. So I can see, doubling back, I can see how that made sense to them. To have God second. Uh, Totally. Yes. God is a silent partner. Maybe countries. (laughs) Oh, and then it's just, so the thing is, it's not really God, it's the Pope. Oh, got it. Oh, yeah, those that's guys are conflated. That's In Catholicism, yeah. That's like, a real problem. That's, I, I really, we were raised Catholic. Like, we were raised casually Catholic. Um, our parents were like, yeah, maybe, about all of our church upbringing. Mm-hmm. Like, we came back from Echo Ranch Bible Camp, um, and we were very Christian when we returned from Echo Ranch Bible Camp, and our parents were like, step it back. That's yeah, <laughs> fascinating. We were like, yeah, Jesus. And mom was like, oh, not really, though. Wow. Yeah. Didn't, like, you have agency over this, mom? Like, <laughs> yeah. What do you, you want from me? You made me go ride 
ride horses and stuff. And I, I like gave my soul to Jesus again. And I told my testimonial. And Mom was like, Oh, okay. I mostly wanted you guys to be outside. I got one real quick too. That's uh. exactly like that. Where I got sent to. My mom came up to my room. I was probably playing with my Sega Genesis or Legos. She said, "You're going to Muscle Camp." I was like, what? <laughs> what? I was like, muscle camp. Yeah, and you're going to, like, learn to lift weights and stuff. I was like, that sounds pretty cool yeah. for, like, eight. And yeah. uh, no. so Monday morning, as the middle of a summer, and my mom drives me and my friend to muscle camp, which is God camp. And guess what? They didn't know it was a God camp. They legit thought <gasps> oh it was, like, God. a workout camp. Oh, no. And uh, I was like, uh. Years later, I'm like, why did you send me there? And they're like, oh, well, we didn't know what it was. You know, summers get pretty long if you don't have stuff to do for us. So they just sent me to a muscle camp. It means God's muscle. Did it really? Yeah. Did it really? Yeah, yes, it's they call it muscle camp? It's all right. Camp. Oh, I don't know. That's don't wacky. Know. Yeah, that anyway. is really wacky. Yeah, anyway, F Millard. Millard. Uh, okay. <laughs> there it is. Okay. Um, so, okay. So back to... The know nothings. Um, so they're they're kind of one of many. You know, it was this extreme period of um, political like formation. Mm -hmm. But they and they weren't alone. There were a lot of other. They're, they're called nativist um, sects. That's of, very ironic. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, well, they actually were called the Native American Party. Ooh, that was, that's oh. problematic as piss. Yes. Well, and their whole platform was not allowing um, anyone to vote unless they lived in the U.S. for 21 years. Well, that's great for Native Americans because they lived in the United States for thousands well, of years. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. It's like Just they kidding. never, yeah, it was like, <laughs> do you understand the irony of what you're doing? Yeah. You know, because they felt like they had. They did not. Yeah. So. Um, they didn't care. So, and they, there was a real onslaught of immigration, and I read a lot about it, and um, apparently there was a huge, huge um, push from Ire Ireland, especially because of the potato famine. Oh, right. And uh, crime went up. 90% of the immigrants um, in this small amount of time <laughs> were coming in and um, were unskilled as far as labor goes. Sure. Um, and there were a lot of services, you know, going out. It was, it's <laughs> an immigration crisis. Yeah. Um, and the U.S. hasn't seen anything since then like that not comparable nothing no <laughs> um and people were freaking out about it and where sure. a, a lot of scholars kind of debate why why this group of people that was so vehemently anti-immigrant was so anti-slavery and i think it had something to do you know it was a combination of that moral imperative yeah um but it also had to do with that question of skilled labor versus unskilled labor mm. because freeing slaves would right. create this like Value. wonderfully skilled workforce yeah, totally. you know, that would populate the north and the south mm -hmm. um, for the few you know well mm -hmm. there were quite a few southerners that were anti-slavery as well mm -hmm. who were know nothings <laughs> so they were called the know nothings because they were a secret society they were like fight club mm -hmm. or like um What's that that group? Uh, the Illuminati. No, the uh, the Doors. The Proud Boys. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, they were a lot like the Proud Boys in that they were like, we're not. I don't know who the Proud we're Boys. We're not. Yeah. You know, we're not anti-Catholic so much as that we think that Catholics, you know, don't qualify really as human beings. They all they have to do we're is we're not so anti-Catholic <laughs> as much as we hate Jews. 
<laughs> you know, yeah. we get a bad rap because. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, and oh like, all they God. have to do is get re- is renounce their religion. Yeah, just that. And what we're good to go. Yeah. Um. And so basically, by 1854, I wrote. I have this written down. Um. That year, 1854. Yeah. They had elected eight governors. Over 100 congressmen, mayors of mayors of Boston, Philadelphia, and Chicago were all known up there. Damn, dude, that's a blitz. And thousands of elected officials. Sorry, Native Americans. It was a blitz. Uh, yeah, total. Highly organized. So this is a huge sweep of anti-immigrant sentiment. Can we take like a two-second detour here, like just a second sidebar and be like, what's the psychology of this? Is it like that's the pressure on that group of people at any given time and so the politics just morph to support whatever people are feel psychologically threatened by in that moment? And chapter two of this question, what does that mean for what's happening? What kind of bananagrams are happening right now? Well, exactly. Okay. No. I didn't mean to lead to your point. We should make a podcast about this, guys. This is interesting. Why? I thought it was interesting. <laughs> keep on, keep I on. I did think there was a parallel. Yeah, there <laughs> is. There is a parallel. So, I mean, so there's a lot of different ways you can talk about the know-nothings and all of this that happened, a lot mm. of different stories. But one that I think is interesting that a lot of people can relate to is... Um, one of the biggest, uh, I guess, celebrity know-nothings is uh, Bill the Butcher Pool. Damn. Who was... <laughs> That's a pull. <laughs> From the Martin Scorsese joint Gangs of New York. Gangs yes. of New York. What? That's right. Yeah. For real? Hey, we're a gang. We're in New York. <laughs> That's what that movie's like. We're Gangs okay. of Bill New the York. Butcher, played by uh, Dan Lewis. Oh. Who's... Uh, Do you mean William? Oh, I know him as Dan. Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, but Dan. he's Dan. Damn. Um, yeah, he plays Bill Daniels. the Butcher's pretty badass Oscar winning role. Maybe I believe. so. Yeah. I feel like sure I Oscar saw winning. a brief scene where he may have stomped someone's head into a pulp. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. That probably. happened yeah. in the movie. Right. Yeah. Feels like that happened. To yeah, it was a yeah, pretty brutal time. Yeah, very, very. Scorsese sensationalized it quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but his deal. But really, like the punishment, physical punishments, then too. Like another thing to just put in the back of our minds was like this is a time of routine, like yanking people apart with different carts and carriages and no. burning people alive. No. It is, though. It's not the Middle no. Ages. But still, that was still definitely, I mean, like, lynching they and different lynch mobs. It. Yes. It could have happened, Mary. It could It could have. It, it could have happened. Yes. I'm thinking about particular gang activity, and I'm not sure. We should just go watch uh, Gangs in New York right now. <laughs> we'll fast right forward back. through all the Cameron Diaz scenes, because that shit is... Uh, also sucks. Um, oh, she plays Hellcat yeah. Maggie, which who was a formidable force actually in the gangs of New York. In reality, but she, filed, she filed her teeth no, that was a diff- points. That was a different character. No, it's Hellcat Maggie. Not that's she not Cameron play, Diaz. Oh, that was a, actually a cool character in Gangs of New York. Yeah, she was a badass. Who yeah. did Cameron Diaz play? I don't know. The girl. <laughs> blonde. Sex, she played blonde. The girl who blonde reacts blonde. to Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, and that's a grungy Leonardo, too. That is a dirty Leonardo. Yeah, he plays uh, by, uh, Bill Ro- Robinson. I can't yes, that's I, it. That Bill sounds Robinson. good. 100% so, thought you were going to say Balrog. Keep going. Balrog. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm coming from. Let's do our next podcast about whether or not. On Balrog. <laughs> So, Lord of the Rings. So, Bill the, Bill the Butcher um, was 
you know, very, very anti-Catholic mm-hmm. and uh, anti-Irish immigrant. And that's who he spent a lot of time fighting was the Dead Rabbits, who were an Irish gang okay. in New York. And um, he was po- kind of powered by uh, New York politics at the time. They were trying to bust apart Tammany <laughs> Hall. Um, it was the whole emergence, basically, of New York City's political system and kind of the black market and the seedy underbelly, I guess, Mm -hmm. of New York. Like organized crime. Definitely organized crime. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, um, they had private um, fire departments at the time. Yeah. And so he and his Bowery boys would go around. Curious how that worked out. It didn't work out well. He would go around and um, if they got to a fire before their crew arrived, they would take like a big um, wooden bucket and put it over the hydrant and sit on it until the rest of their crew came because they wanted to be the ones to put out the fire. So it was like a turf war thing. And they would get into big fights and skirmishes in the street while an apartment or whatever burned the ground before they would give up. You know, and there were actually, there was a police battle. So uh, there was a police force, the Metropolitan Police Force, which was, I think, controlled by Tammany Hall. And then there was the New York State Police Force that came in. Uh And they were constantly fighting. Um... And had like a riot <laughs> to get control of Manhattan. Jeez! And this was all fueled by so anti-immigrant wait, sentiment the police... going on on American soil: riots, death, murder, and hostility towards immigrants. Uh, legislation in schools where kids had to read the Protestant Bible in school. And this is around 1840, 1850, 1850. Okay. Yeah, this was. So it gets forgotten about because it was kind of like right before the Civil War. Sure. Civil War kind of like steals mm-hmm. all the thunder of... When did the Civil War start? American history. Right around 1850. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so dumb. I really thought it was in the... Oh, hey, late... me too. Hey, cheer, cheers <laughs> me what you're drinking. Ed and I are cheersing because we don't cheers, know nothing. You're so stupid. <laughs> we don't know nothing. But in the 60s. I'm sorry, America. <laughs> but we're charming and cute. <laughs> well, you are. You are. <laughs> Let's, no, uh, you. Uh, you. No, you. You are cute. And I wish I knew exactly when it like kicked off officially. The Civil War. Yeah. I wish I had a it. handheld Somebody computer. Somebody should look it up. Hang on, let's find out. Civil War. I sang oh, you that. You can hear the, your phone. This moment is, is brutal content right now. This is not good content. Yeah. This, 10 sec- this is a good podcast, but these 10 seconds are not. 1861. Yeah, I agree. 1861. 1861. Civil War started in 1861. 1861. For everybody that doesn't know that. So their mascot for the Know Nothings, or one of their mascots, was Little Sam, which was supposed to be the nephew of Uncle Sam, and he was there to make America great again. Are you, no! Wait a minute. No, wait. Hold on. No! Yeah. Where do you, why do you say that? <laughs> I mean, do you say it because like that's your interpretation, or did they that say that? They didn't too. use that exact phrase. Okay. But he was there to bring it back to the original values that Uncle Sam had established. What were those? Oh. Uh, be a native-born citizen of native-born parents and not of the Catholic religion. I mean, literally, all of us have to leave. All of us, all white people yes. in the United States, must immediately leave if we yeah. abide by those rules. Yes. So that's bonkers. That, like, but on the other hand, too, it speaks to how they, that, like, truly, deeply, entirely, they had convinced themselves that Native Americans were not people. Yep. Yep. Not human beings. Not, not of humans. this race. Yeah. Yep. Not of the species. Yep. Yeah. That, 
like that that because you couldn't hold that kind of cognitive dissonance in your head and they obviously exactly. started to realize that about african americans mm-hmm. you know like as i i'm going to guess like i'm so interested in that i don't is it because african americans had assimilated into the culture and were so readily adopting it that they became, you know, good at being humans, and, and so it was undeniable that they were humans, and didn't Native Americans not have that chance because they were in their own places? So, um, I, there was an article I was trying to read about the Know Nothings yeah. and Native Americans, and apparently um, they were aligned in a lot of ways. And of course, when you say Native Americans, it's kind of a gross generalization because yeah. the different tribes were doing different yeah. things. They were different right? tribes. Um, they're different nations. So it's yeah. a whole group, yeah. Yeah, group uh-huh. of different nations. But uh, I couldn't get into it because I didn't have access because, you know, America um, likes to privilege its academic class mm-hmm. and not allow us to have access to what the scholars are talking about, even though the scholars themselves don't actually get any royalties from me reading their, mm-hmm. their publication. Nice. So it's another place Fuck where that shit. Fuck that shit. So that's why we need you sponsors. That's and that, right. I think that enters into our first sponsor. Let's take a second to feature. We just want to spend a second here taking just a moment to talk about one of our sponsors. And who, we have uh, we actually have a special guest coming in here to read our first um, our first ad read. And who is that? Oh, it's Mr. Walken. It's Christopher Walken. Oh, yeah, hello. Mr. Walken, oh my God. Hello. It's such an honor. I can't believe you brought him. It's good to be in Duluth. Very cold water. Boats. I'm here to talk to you today about it's a fine <laughs> toy and gift for loved ones. Marble. It's the 1950s. You and your little pals are flicking little glass balls around the alleyway. <laughs> Marbles. The beautiful, <laughs> contemplative, come in a rainbow of colors. Red, blue. <laughs> no, I gotta tell you, this marble—it does fit right up my ass. I've had several marbles of my ass shooters clacking around marble on Amazon.com. Thank you for having me, Anna and Mary. Ian, it's a charming podcast. So, back to New York. Uh, a bunch of people taking office, a bunch of legislation getting passed or trying to get passed. Um, and then, of course, we had this vast, you know, like the sweeping kind of sentiments um, that brought on the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it happened really briefly. It was this brief, very violent, uh, really ugly and really hateful period in our history. Um, and what blows my mind a little bit is just to think about like, uh, like the police, for instance, like, you know, it was a time when you had police that weren't really under one rule of law and you could have an entire force that openly. Mm-hmm. And I could be wrong, but I think like in. the hot, like the healthcare system too. Like, I think there are private hospitals that were also kind of having battles over, like turf and patients and like even dead bodies and stuff like that to use as like really yeah i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure i really think that's the case as well oh mm, seems like there are some modern 
Yeah. Can I ask a question? So we're using, we're talking about New York a lot. Is that like, because that's where all of this political tension was centered or is it just like an example of like a microcosm? Yep. It's just an example. And it's, you know, it's like a cool example because a lot of people have seen like gangs in New York or know who Bill the Butcher is Mm -hmm. and know about the dead rabbits and it gets glamorized and sensationalized a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was, it was this thing that it wasn't centralized at all in New York. It was all over the country. And like I said, like the mayor of Chicago, you know, Millard Fillmore, who, would return. He tried to run actually um, again, and he actually didn't get on the ballot. Oh, um, but as, Millard. Yep. My Millard. Yep. He so he was president, <laughs> and then he, you know, it's disappointing. Took a break, and then he didn't make it. Millard. Happen. You can't do that though. You can't do that. You can't go away and come back. Well, yeah, and he lost. He lost um, California. So when everybody was that there was like the gold rush, they wanted to incorporate California as a state, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I guess for temporarily, I think it was a slave state, and so California was, yeah, hmm. or at least that's what it looked like, and mm-hmm. so he just lost footing, and actually the know nothings just kind of lost footing, and especially got swept up in the civil war. So this started out as a conversation of what happened to the Republican Party. Yeah. So. We double back to that. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm how curious is, about that. How is that? How does that happen? How does that, uh, Mary, how does that? <laughs> so uh, this is very commonly accepted as one of the one of the beginnings of the Republican Party. Right. They call themselves Republicans. Um, the know-nothings? Yep. So Republicans were, first and foremost, they were anti-slavery. Ah. Um, and then also a lot of them were anti-immigrant, mm-hmm. um, and they were, uh, for temperance, so they were anti-alcohol. Oh, okay. Um, so when you said temperance, I was like, they just wanted people to be kind <laughs> they of They don't chill. want anybody, and we don't want alcohol! <laughs> we don't want anybody, we don't want slaves, which is cool, we don't want immigrants, we don't want anybody! <laughs> just hold it! No! Just pull it on! No drinking and no coming. No, just me! No! <laughs> me! Such a whiny kid. <laughs> no, me! Totally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Is that ac- Mary, is that accurate? That is very accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and so, you know, it is like that interesting, to me it's like an interesting mix of that idea, that moral imperative, you know, where you, you think... You keep using that phrase. Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> it sounds pretty cool. I was rolling I just with don't... It. I can Google it, but... <laughs> Sounds like a. But I feel like I know what it means in other situations. Sounds like a metalcore band. (laughs) Imperative. Well, like for instance, temperance. You think that the right thing to do is to not drink because it like will bring down your whole household. Yeah. It'll make everything kind of go kerfluey. Well, I will say I'm drinking right now, and my household is in shambles. (laughs) So that tracks. Right. That tracks. So if you were, you could be a politician, maybe, and um, just basically be completely neutral and read the, you know, the letter of the law and interpret it that way, or listen to what somebody says and like not include any kind of morality in it. Mm-hmm. I guess that maybe is possible. I don't know if there's Sounds a like politician most politicians. that does Humans are capable of that, but um, but usually there's something peppered in there. Like for instance. If I know that, you know, there's a politician that uh, wants to do more for LBTGTQ <laughs> rights. Just say plus. Good uh, LGBTQIA. Yeah. 
Well, then currently, plus, yeah. plus, and I, you know, I'm probably more likely to vote for that person. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, um, totally. So even though it not, it isn't necessarily like they're going to actually like uh, make new laws or combat old antiquated laws. Um, I know that our morals kind of align, right? Right. It's so like that. It's like I can get behind that, and if you can get behind that, I'm just can get behind whatever you're getting behind. Yeah, I mean that's like what's the be- what's I mean that's the only thing you can do with a vote is like just trust me. Okay. And if you know <laughs> if you know deep down and a lot of people did at the time that slavery is wrong. It's morally wrong. It's abhorrent. We, we've established that it honks. It honks <laughs> and a lot of people knew that. <laughs> yeah. Then it is like I, I I can't support somebody who supports that. So we have a different moral imperative now with the Republican Party, which is the abortion moral imperative, yes, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, exactly. So, so it's some like an analog to the yeah, single issue voting. Absolutely. Okay, I got it. Absolutely. I get it. And um, abortion definitively does not honk. Yeah. It anti honks. Yeah, it's not. It's like I I don't know if we can talk about abortion like healthcare, care. like just healthcare, like yeah. re- reproductive healthcare. Yeah, that's um, a good idea. <laughs> it definitely is a good idea. Yeah. Yep. It's a great idea. Keep going. <laughs> um, and is this an ad for abortion? No. Like, <laughs> we have another ad read here. Ha cha cha. So you know, I, I guess there's correlations that way. Although um, a lot of know nothings and people associated with the know nothing party, um, they also called it. Sorry. Um, the Order of the Star-Spangled Banner. No. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. Yep, they did that. Yeah. So anyway, a lot of them... That does sound like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> does it? Yeah. yeah. Should we unpack that? Are you or, part no, of the or League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? No, no, no. I'm here with the Order of the Star-Spangled Banner. I love that. <laughs> it's a common mistake. Yeah. Uh, so... Hats are the same color. A lot of them really believed in social services. Like, they believed in educating the youth. They believed in helping people who were hungry. They sure. believed in, you know, setting up, you know, municipalities that provided services for mm-hmm. people. So it's kind of interesting in that way um, that, you so know. So Maslow's hierarchy of needs was still acknowledged, but just in different ways and what they thought the threats to that were. were yeah, different. they didn't think that if you were a Catholic immigrant, you deserved uh, to die in flames. No, they did think that. Oh, they did. They, they okay. thought that you didn't deserve those services. Oh, sure. And they did everything they could to prevent you from coming into the country. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Unless you were like a physician or something, but then you still couldn't be a yeah. Catholic physician. I mean, you could. They didn't get. A, they actually weren't successful. They flamed out. It was like four years, basically, that they were around. And Wait, which like, group are you talking about? The Order of the Stars. The Order of the Stars. Who are the No Nothing? Who are those No Nothing? Slash post wig. Pre-Republicans. Yes. <laughs> Noise. Yep, yep, the proto-Republicans. We're really following. I feel so proud of and us then, for following. We're we doing really good right now. We have the granddaddy. So cheers, cheers, cheers again. Cheers again. Cheers. Clank. All right. Good job, you guys. <laughs> so this is all information that I definitely did not have. Right, and there's obviously tons more. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I just started really, like, doing deep dives into it and it's really kind of fun Mm -hmm. there's a lot written about the scorsese movie um because that kind of brought up like i said new york yeah this whole period of time kind of got buried by the civil war and so um scholars kind of picked it up a little bit in like the 20s and 30s Mm -hmm. and then dropped it again and um they keep kind of 
picking it back up, but gangs in New York really triggered something, so it's pretty interesting. That's, yeah, that's fascinating because I live my life um, uh, in reference to movies. Every second of my life, I'm just equating to uh, movies and pictures, films for me. Oh, See, I like films. Cinema, do you? <laughs> well, yeah, um, they're films. They're not movies. Okay. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> anyway, um, so if this, if and when, Ian when we... Rosemary Christini to the theater. Rosemary Christini? Yeah. That's a dope name. <laughs> um, anyway, when we, when Rose this, Mary when Christine. this podcast becomes a regular thing, yeah. I want to maybe just bring like have some movie references for whatever time period we're talking about oh, yeah. because idea. that helps me understand life me too yeah yeah, yeah. me too so okay. so speaking of that i'm okay. glad you brought that up yeah this wasn't planned at all but it's not a movie but i've been watching <laughs> um the new watchman series dude oh, yes it's so okay. good i was just gonna bring that up too shut up Ready? keep talking <laughs> So that made me think of this period in history, and there's, yes. you know, I, I, you know, I asked the question, what if the know nothings had actually been successful? Let's just spend what two seconds loving like? Regina King. No. Can we all just oh, talk Regina about King, great, fuck yeah, hot as hell. That's a really cool outfit you're wearing, Regina King. You look cool <laughs> as fuck. So cool. Anyway, sorry. So there's a finish what you're saying. Well, what what if what if the know nothings had won and been successful? What if that was the party? What if there wasn't yeah. a Republican Party? Yeah. Which means there would be no Abraham Lincoln. Because he never officially was a know-nothing. He got kind of associated with them, but couldn't fully get on board. Right. Because For good reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he kind of tacitly kind of went with them. But yeah. I don't think he would have been. He wouldn't have been their pick. <coughs> and, and you know, he, he ran and, and won, like, right after their little reign. I did not know that, but thank you for telling me that. Yeah. Um, so... Yes. Small tangent to uh, film or cultural references. I want to point what are we're talking about to one um, alternative history um, literature. There's a book called Man in the High Castle by Philip K. Dick, which presupposes that the Axis won World War II and the U.S. is split between Japanese and Nazi rule. Super fascinating. You should check it out. Two, The Watchmen. It, we've only seen the pilot. I've only seen the pilot so far, but yeah. it covers uh, essentially what actually happened on uh, what's called Black Wall Street in Kansas City, I believe. No, Oklahoma no, City. Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. And then is a super fascinating, and horrific, real thing. And it's it's just epic. It's epically horrific. It's absolutely horrific. That is absolutely buried in public called? school books. Black Wall Street is what it was called. And at some point in this podcast series, we definitely will cover that period. Yeah. Continue Because it's there. another grim fucking yep. period in U.S. history. This is putting some things in perspective. You were right when you brought this up that, like, because my assertion was definitely, like, Donald Trump is the worst. Dudes, I think we can seriously make a podcast about this. This is, like, we, we should, should record a podcast about this. Next time we get together. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait. And then we'll record it. Yeah, mm -hmm. so, I mean, I obviously was thinking about it. The, hearing about the police forces and how they were kind of arbitrary and they were very people-powered and um, bias-powered mm -hmm. and um, that there was not really, like, an overarching policy or even a mission for the police forces at the time mm -hmm. kind of made me think of Watchmen, too. Mm -hmm. Completely. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a cool act. But, yeah, so I wonder, I just, I guess I ask you guys, like, you know, what if the Know Nothings had won? I mean, I... Did they not? 
Yeah, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, they didn't because we had a... We had... I know they didn't really. I was being... But, but what happened? But Mary, I seriously don't know exactly what happened. So they essentially lost. Yeah, they just... They just disappeared. They fizzled, they fizzled out. out. And then and they a lot of them war. became Republicans. Yeah. They formed the new Republican Party that won the Civil War. Right? Yeah. Yeah, for the North, yeah. And, you know, created arguably one of the greatest statesmen that's ever, you know, mm-hmm. been in power here. Who that? Abraham Lincoln. Oh, yeah, Lincoln. <laughs> but also we cannot forget complicity in the Dakota Massacres in Minnesota. No, we cannot. At Fort Snelling, where I just visited, and that history is trash. We're burying a lot of military people there now. Which is what we need to talk about sometime, too. We need to yes. talk about all the various, because that, that really is, along with slavery, like, that's mm-hmm. the lowest of the low. You know, the yeah. stuff that Trump is pulling is awful. Mm-hmm. It is, it's excruciating. It really is. It, yeah. number one, sucks. But there have also been <coughs> other shit presidents. So here's the thing I thought about when I was researching this, because we had like a little bit of time to look into things, and that's exactly how much time I spent because that's how much time I had. Um, I kept looking at it, thinking, yeah, there's definitely more divisive presidents. Yeah, there's definitely more um, unethical or or criminal presidents. Um, there are definitely. Uh, Few, few sexier presidents. Oh, I will say that. Oh. He's hot. He, that's the. Oh, he's only gotten where he is today because he's so fucking hot. Oh, God Ian. damn, he's hot though. But he's dumb. Just the, just that one day that we all spent hearing descriptions of and seeing cartoons of our president's penis. Oh god. Oh yeah. That was impressive. Oh. So okay, so I, like. You get where I'm going with this. Like, each of those different things, yes. A hundred times, a thousand times, yes. However, like, it's at this weird critical moment in the world where we're an inch away from total global disaster. We have created, like, we have this, we have a huge, um, you know, it's arguably climate change driven immigration problem in the whole world. And the problem isn't that people are, are migrating to new places. The problem is that people are really hung up on what their policy should be for inclusion and assimilation. So like, there's this huge, like, how do we handle our social services if that happens? And we've allowed ourselves, to, our economies to get to this point that we really stress profit. And if we're gonna really stress profit, then what kind of social services do we make available to the common person? And is the common yeah. person anybody who walks into our country? And what do you have to do to be an American? All these things, like huge philosophical questions that tie back to what you're saying. But so that's all happening at the same time, right? So we're at this critical moment in history. Um, and I just go back to climate change as like the central one. So even though he may not be as bad a human or as bad a leader, his decisions will have far greater negative impact. Because we're at, at like, uh, we're at like, uh, what do you call it? A singularity almost. Fuck in, yes. Like a we, are, we are an inch inflection from the infinite point. void. Yeah. That's why yeah, I think past it. Yeah. it's like it, it, at the moment that someone is on the sidewalk breathing their last breath, that last person that walks by may not be the worst person to pass the person who's dying, but they're the yeah. person who's walking by during the dying. It's breath. like that. And mm-hmm. also like the capability for a single action to have global, immediate totally. global impact and devastating immediate global impact. Like we're at that point. Yes. That's yeah. why, that's why I think. He's as bad as he is. Most dangerous. In addition to being like the biggest, the word that I think of when I think of of Donald Trump over and over again 
is schmuck. Yeah, oh, he is a noise. Schmuck. Yes, killer <laughs> word. Yeah, Clitter. It's perfect, perfect description of all of his. I I also just tried to say killer word uh, too quickly, and I said clitter. And <laughs> anyway, that's um, actually a really I, great adjective. I enjoyed <laughs> that. That is so clitter. Um, and when I say awesome. that, I mean, it rules. It's that's the right. best. But I figured out what this podcast needs to lead to every episode. Oh my god, that's also the what? name of the porno Who's movie. Who's the Ryan shittiest? Face. Who's shittier? Yeah. Who's oh, Miller Fillmore or shittier? Trump? We rate him. Oh, we got to. Okay, let's we got to rate him. Let's well, do we it. need a rubric or something. We can't just rubric. rate them. That's a funny name. <laughs> rubric. Rubric. And that is not Famous. the bourbon that I'm drinking right now. You a missed a funny really, name. A very solid joke I was making about the porno that was made on about the Mariah Carey. Movie. Should we should we rewind? Glitter. Oh, oh glitter. Yeah. Oh glitter. Great. Yeah. That's I will say I listened to um, All I Want for Christmas is You today for the first time mm-hmm. all year. It is yes. November first today, time. people. Yeah, we have just <laughs> just the two months left before Christmas. I don't want a lot for Christmas. Christmas. So yes. I'm interested in y'all's take. Well, actually, no. I first ask. What do you guys think about this impeachment shit? Is it cool or is it a waste of time? I'm scared. Love Interested it. in your thoughts. Um, yeah, I guess I'm scared too. Like, I think that everyone should be held accountable, you know. Um, but yeah, it's it worries me that it's like this big. Like Anna was just talking about, like we're facing this climate crisis, and I feel like you know it has this ability. To distract everyone's time and energy, yep. and that's like that's pretty frightening. Yep. And um, it could also um, kind of um, you know steal their energy and yeah. you know make um, some pretty some pretty you know dangerous people even more dangerous. Mm-hmm. And if you whether you like Nancy Pelosi or don't like Nancy Pelosi, like do you want to have a cocktail on a hot dog with Nancy Pelosi or not? Um, she's a that shrewd gross. politician. That sounds gross. Cocktail and a hot dog. Yeah, <laughs> like a this, martini. This, this never sounds good. Like I can't think of one cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> Continue, Anna. I'm a sorry. Mudslide. A mudslide. A mudslide and a hot dog. Yeah! <laughs> I think a martini and a Grasshopper and a chili dog. <laughs> Come on, Nance. <laughs> Going out. And I would like to shout out to both of my super elitist co-hosts here. Uh, we, drink, we drink grasshoppers and Brandy Alexander's. <laughs> Creamy cocktails for us. Creamy. We only eat canapes with our cocktail. <laughs> Noise canapé. That, really, that was a good accent. Too. That's my real accent. <laughs> this is all in effect. She actually talks like a radio show from 1937. Uh, yeah. So... Whatever you think about Nancy Pelosi, she's a really shrewd politician. So she was holding off after being like basically incendiary about Donald Trump. Every opportunity she's had, she's been like burning to the ground, except for impeachment. She's been like, no, chill on the impeachment, y'all. Chill on the impeachment, y'all. So either she just got super puritanical about invoking something so intense or more likely she politically was like, this is a bad idea because it's going to galvanize this entire crew of undecided people because they'll finally completely feel as though he is being chased he is it is a witch hunt he is being unfairly vilified for just being an average joe because they don't understand like there's a low level of understanding and we that's not 
you know, that's not rude to say and it's not elitist to say or, or you know, intellectually elite to say that, that it's a known quantity that people who are diehard Trump voters tend to not be politically super active or have a dense understanding of politics. And, um, yeah, you're dumb. <laughs> Trump supporters, you're dumb. Hateful. So what, Hateful. Do, you, what do you think? You asked the question. I did ask the question yeah. because legitimately I don't know because I am uh, self-admittedly underinformed because I don't seek out that kind of information. And that is my role in this podcast. <laughs> I think he absolutely sucks. And, oh my God, so does our, uh, so does our vice president. Oh, he's very bad. Very scary. Yeah. He's very scary. So it's like, I'm thinking about alternatives. It's like, for how much I want to uh, really just cave his fucking head in, I'm also afraid of the alternative. Yeah. Maybe more so, like an individual who is more or more capable of leadership yes and strategic thought yeah and so i'd almost prefer that leaving this dude in for another year and a half is the wiser choice and uh and you know exert energies other where other in other ways more constructive Mm -hmm. ways and by that I mean organizing in opposition with mm-hmm. a competent and educated and capable leader who I uh, want to kiss on the cheek and have a hot dog and a cocktail with. Yes. I, um, here's something I just want to bring up as an aside, and we'll pretend that I never said it. Or our voices sound enough. Good idea. Like. Then a form that where you're being recorded. And... Yeah. Well, there's no evidence <laughs> okay. that this conversation ever happened. So. Um, All right. Did you turn off the recording? I did. Okay. So nice. one of the things that I have thought about, and this was something I was thinking about when I was researching. Sorry, I've been this. holding in that fart the whole time. Sorry. <laughs> oh, now that we're done recording. Fart break. Um. So it occurred to me that uh, I was like, what evidence do we have that Mike Pence is smart? Like maybe. Maybe just because he's been hidden this entire time, like by way of comparison, um, maybe what Mike Pence is like, he's like George W. Bush to Donald Trump's Donald Trump. Because we have leveled it down. We keep, we've leveled down in terms of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I don't know. So I think that if there was a successful impeachment, though, like it wouldn't. Like, first of all, it's not going to be successful because it's going to go through the Senate. Mm. And and then also, it take, these things take so long. I mean, By we, the time we all know like, how government works. You know, it's not, there's nothing that is like, lickety split, all right, overnight, here you go, bye. Yeah. You know, like, it would take I'm so glad we brought this time. job to the government. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, sir, sir, we need no, to do it immediately. No, take it to the government. No tea, no shade <laughs> on the government. I uh, get why. No, it's just a fact reasons behind this yeah. it's very good that we can't remove you know a, a sitting president because yeah. that, like that, that would be that bad. easily because it would happen constantly yes it would, it would just like whoa whoa fuck that you know? guy yeah. somebody zip zip yeah, yeah. the old zip zip yeah <laughs> so so uh, you know anyway so i don't i don't see that happening mm-hmm. yeah but time will tell and we'll report back on this podcast yeah we, we'll know. we definitely will yeah. keep in touch with that situation interesting <laughs> So we probably should take another second for our sponsors. Oh, yeah. Do you want to I take agree. a second for yeah, your sponsors? I think so. Okay. 
Um, so this next section, we don't, unfortunately, Christopher Walken Dude, you guys couldn't not stick having around. A, you guys don't have a celebrity I thought we could just do it ourselves. One. Yeah, well, that's how, okay. yeah. That's how we do it in Alaska. That's how, that's hey, that's how, how our parents yeah. did it. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. So, you know, we're, we're rugged individualists. <clears throat> so this next section is brought to you by uh, Be Wild Temporary Hair Color. And it's for if your hair is blonde and you want it to be blue. And then you... And you buy Be Wild temporary hair color. No, Anna, I have, I have dark brown hair. How's that going to do for me? I think it will still make it blue. Okay. Yeah. So, we'll like, see. It, I guess yeah, that's a really good point. So, regardless of what color of hair you have currently, and maybe even if you don't have any hair at all, you could just spray it right on your mm. head. That sounds like a fabulous product. Then you then it will be blue. It looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. I have it, a question. Uh, can you huff it? Definitely. Okay. <laughs> For sure. I want to get high. Boy, you're really. It's an aerosol can in Bengal blue, and I'm gonna guess that I'm gonna guess that it is terrific for that. And then you'd have blue lips for hours that rocks. afterwards. Yeah. Then you would really be wild. <laughs> be wild. <laughs> Shouldn't we say that was? Be wild. No, it was terrible. We should never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was very Prairie Home Companion. So terrible. <laughs> There's a sound effects. Yes. This yeah. is, that was so much better than Prairie Home Companion. I'm mean, gonna be honest. Of course, it was. Nothing is better than Prairie Home Companion. <laughs> wow. Never compete with. So are we are guys. we wrapping up, dudes? We should wrap yeah, up. We should. we should be done. Yeah. So. um yeah, I guess. Well, there's one thing I wanted to talk about. Oh, really wait, quickly. I thought we were going to, like, v- like do a vote. vote. Oh, that's right, vote. vote. Come on, you yes. guys. Vote. Let's vote. So I think th- I'm going to abstain because I think we need a rubric. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I'm going to say it. When you say I'm, bad, what do you mean by bad? You know, like. F- you know what we mean by bad. After everything we said today, I'm still going to say I think Trump worse, Trump more shitty. Trump more shitty. Trump yeah. more shitty. I think Trump more shitty, too, because of potential impact nice yeah so either way uh duluth podcast says duluth 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 podcast it is definitive at least two to one potentially it could have been um all hands for trump more shitty than millard yes yeah and then we didn't have time to talk about the other 40 Three presidents. Well, we're gonna no, talk we have, about them. We have at least forty-three forward. episodes to okay. go. We're gonna we're gonna plow through the real shit presidents, <gasps> and then we're gonna have to reach that? for straws with the okay ones and the good ones. Podcast talking about presidents. Hey, look, this wasn't my idea, guys. <laughs> wasn't my this idea. Wasn't, <laughs> why are we here? <laughs> we're forced to do that. I'm good. I mean, we just. <laughs> I'm fucking going home. I don't know about you guys. Why should either of us? <laughs> We're just doing it. We're just doing it. Oh we God. are just doing it. <laughs> well, I just want to read you guys what the notes are that I wrote down in this. We got Mids- recap. Midsummer. Nice. Summer. Killer flick. The order of the Star Spangled Banner. This is for late listeners that want something to Google later. Hmm. Little Sam. That's a good idea. <laughs> Little Sam. And then in all caps. Is this reassuring? <laughs> <laughs> the eternal question of the Duluth podcast, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I want to thank Chris Walken. Oh my gosh. For coming in. That was hefty. Mm-hmm. I want to thank incomparable. Applebee's for supplying us with these delicious hot dogs and mudslides, you guys. Look at I oh, Thank you, Chris. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I got the half price. I got 
<laughs> I got the bonus buff wings, guy. And the bloomin' onion. Of oh. course, always the bloomin' onion. Mm, this These apps are dope. So, <laughs> so mm. delicious. <laughs> uh-huh. I got some mudslide in my throat. <laughs> All right. Um, thanks for joining us. If you made it through the entire Duluth podcast, Duluth the podcast, uh, thanks for being here. We'll try to come back at some sort of a predictable interval um, brought to you, not live, but recorded live in actual Duluth, Minnesota. We're all alive, We're all alive right now. Basement. From Anna's basement in Duluth, Minnesota. Okay, bye. Goodbye. Bye.